I uh, last week recognized there was this point where I had hope. Yeah, I had real hope, uh, despite all evidence to the contrary. I had bought a lottery ticket. Yeah? I'm not usually a lottery guy, but I saw this thing, and uh, 1.3 billion, and I became a lottery guy. Yeah? And I was with Father Jeff, uh, who's a numbers guy, and I'm aware numbers exist, and that's about as far as it goes. But uh, I said, I wonder if I should get two tickets. And he said, well, if you buy 100 tickets, it increases your chances of winning 0.00005%. I said, okay, so I'll get 50. Um, I bought one, and I don't want to ruin the ending, but I did not win. Uh, and it's funny, isn't it? I mean, I think that's experience for a lot of people when it comes to this kind of thing. You know you're not going to win, but you kind of hope you're going to win. And then when you don't win, you're not surprised. Um, I wasn't surprised, but I remember thinking, gosh darn, you know, all I, I didn't even see 1.2 billion, I saw free tuition. Yeah, that was what I saw. I saw, oh my gosh, Diocese of Lansing's gonna have free tuition for all the students. I might get a new truck. Uh, but I'm a simple man. That's about as far as my tastes go. And I thought, I really do hope for this. And then, of course, I have the readings for this Sunday on my mind. And I realized how Jesus said that line where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. And I thought, where was my treasure? My treasure was where my heart was. In, in short, whatever you want has power over you. Whoever has what you want has power over you. And if you go to work at a job you may not love, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't want to go into work, but they have something I want. What do you want? Well, cash. You need it. And in the end, I, I started thinking about how much I need to be healed in my heart to just want Jesus. To just want Jesus. He said in Matthew, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added to you. And I think of how often I forget that, or at least I live as if I don't really believe it. What I wanted, truly, I know me, I didn't want to be rich and powerful. I truly don't care about that. I did want kids to be able to go to our school, or to any Catholic school. I really did. And I thought about this. Guys, I had time, right? And I'm sitting there thinking, what did you really want? Well. I want any kid who wants to be able to go to a Catholic school. Well, why do you want that? Well, because the world's going crazy. And it would be really nice if every kid had a place to go where everything they learn is in the context of Jesus. Yeah? Well, why do I want them to have everything they learn in the context of Jesus? Well, short story, I want them to be saints. I want saints. I want a ton of saints. How about you? Wouldn't that be great? Well, how do we get saints? 
Well, we love Jesus and let Jesus love us. And it turns out, I don't need $1.2 billion for God to make saints. How about you? It'd help. <laughs> but you think of the saints we knew, like just last week we celebrated one of my favorite saints, John Vianney, grew up dirt poor. He wasn't even, they, they said he wasn't even smart enough to get through seminary. It took him 12 years to do a five-year program. And even then they just kind of snuck him through. But he's the greatest priest God ever made. In the end, what I want is saints. And I think you want saints too. And here's the thing. God wants that more than me. And it's not necessarily my job to run after the world's way of doing things. It's my job to follow Jesus with all my heart and let him do what he's going to do and to make sure I stay out of the way. God help the day it becomes easy for us because then we're going to pray less. And when we pray less, that's a disaster. In the end, there's a lot of things I want and a lot of things you want. But I think what it all comes down to is we want to be loved and we want to be secure. And here's the thing. You're already loved. You're loved by love. And we want to be secure. But is any kind of security we pursue here on this earth enough? I don't think so. Every time we hit the next financial plateau, we just want the next one. The need for security that we really want is only possible in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I love the first line of this gospel. Whatever rules in our faith have diluted this, we should abandon. And here's the line. This is from Jesus. And just jump to the end. He's God. Do not be afraid anymore, little flock. Your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. He wants you in heaven. Did you ever hear that talk from a priest or a religious leader who just can't wait to tell you about hell and how easy it is to get there? Well, that's not what Jesus says. You don't do that when you want to make it hard on everyone. Your father is pleased to give you the kingdom. He doesn't tolerate you. We could understand that. He loves you. And more than you want anything, he wants you with him. This is the background music to every theological conviction we should have. That God wants me in heaven. I don't have to earn a gift. It's given freely. It's good to respond to that gift. It's essential to respond to that gift. And where you and I are called to do so is through the gift of faith. And it just so happens that in our second reading, Scripture defines faith for us. Did you hear it? Faith is the realization of what is hoped for. It's the first part of it. Faith is the realization of what is hoped for. What does that mean? A couple things. It's when you and I realize that what we hope for is not more money. That's a symptom of what we hope for. What we hope for is not more security. That's a symptom of what we hope for. What we hope for, we have. 
a God who is desperately in love with us and who shows it in every way he can, but we're so busy pursuing in other places what he offers that we miss it. We're, we're chasing after what we have. And the reason we're chasing it is because we don't stop and absorb what he's offering. I'm offering you heaven, he says. I'm offering you love and security. I'm offering you a covenant. I will never, ever abandon you. And faith is when you and I realize that. I'm not a slave anymore, we say to the world. I am a son or daughter of God. And so there's nothing the world can offer me that has power over me. Because only God has what I really want. Love, security, peace, joy. As we do this, the second part of the definition, faith is the realization of what is hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. We have a ton of unseen things in our lives, but the seen things are very loud, aren't they? The problem is that which is seen, the physical world, it has a set of rules. And I, I know I've walked you through this before, but I'm doing it again. The way the physical world works when I give you something physical, I lose it. If I have $10 and give you five, I don't have $10 anymore. I have five. When we give away that which is physical, we lose it. And that's our world we live in, a physical world. And so we end up conditioned to this. We end up conditioned to this idea that if I give something away, I lose it. And so we become stingy with the invisible, namely love and trust and goodness and joy and peace. Those are invisible things. And here's the thing with the invisible. When you give it away, you get more. I don't know why, but that's how it works. If you give away love, you are more loving. If you give away peace, you become more peaceful. If you give away joy, you become more joyful. And if you give away being a jerk, you become a bigger jerk. That's how it works. Have you noticed that? That one, you know, that person you know where you're like, they're very skilled at being a jerk. Well, it's because they practiced. They give it away. And it grows in them. For you and me who live in the physical world, what we need to focus on as an act of faith is, I'm going to love you. I'm going to give. I'm going to be joyful, even when I don't feel like it. I'm going to give away those invisible things that I want to possess. And how am I going to do it? Well, by staying connected to Jesus. And we stay connected to Jesus by thinking of him all the time. We, we sang that psalm, Jenny. I, I love that psalm, right? And I remember it from when I was a kid. That, that psalm's been in, a, in the Catholic Church, I think, since the Council of Trent or something, right? Happy the people. I won't torture you by singing it, but you just heard it. And why do we sing these simple psalm tones? So that they'll stick in your head. So that on Tuesday, when you're driving home from work, all of a sudden it hits you. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. And we're thinking of that 
instead of that one jerk at work who got really, really good at being a jerk. That we are connected to Christ through our words, our thoughts, and our action. That everything we do brings us back to love. To be people of faith means to recognize God has what I hope for. God has what I long for. And he longs to give it to me. But I'll never receive it if I'm running around chasing the symptoms of what God longs to give me. So I urge us, urge us, talk to him. You don't have to do it right. A minute of bad prayer is better than an hour of no prayer. Just talk to him. Give him whatever is on your mind. Be in constant dialogue with love. And as Jesus says, when it comes to the physical world, be generous there too, because it's good practice for the world that matters, the one that's eternal. Whenever it gets in your head, whenever you are, I, I, I live in my head, and some days it's a big bag of cats. And it's so important in those moments to pause and say, do not be afraid any longer, little flock. Your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. God wants you in heaven more than you want anything. Stay connected to him so he can get you there. Amen? Amen. Okay.